Hi there, welcome to the Hotspur Hood. We're on the, uh, there we are on the Hotspur Hood. Welcome to the Hotspur Hood and this is Let's Talk Tottenham. Microphone issues, throw me off my game, throw me off my game. Uh, but 10 points out of 12, third in the league, all sitting pretty for Tottenham. Just Arsenal above us is the only block, but they haven't really played anyone of note yet. So uh, I'm sure that will change. Uh, we don't have the Forest fan with us, uh, unfortunately, John, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but we do have... <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what you want to say. Our West Ham fan, Mike, who's been on here plenty of times. And obviously we're playing West Ham on Wednesday. So we're doing a Forest review and a West Ham preview. So two games in one. Uh, firstly, Ian, Spurs fan. How are you doing, buddy? Hi, Chris. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, nice. Uh, always nice when we get a win and a bank holiday to boot as well. And uh, like I said, Mike, how are you doing, buddy? How's it going, fellas? You all good? Yep, yep. We'll let you know on Thursday if that continues, but I'm sure that will decide your uh, uh, opinion as well on how you're doing. But uh, Mike does have a channel as well, a West Ham channel, but it is a football channel. It's in the description, uh, but it will let you know where that is at the end of the show as well, so check that out. Uh, but first things first, uh, we'll start with you, Ian. Only one real place to start, the guy on the left. Uh He's getting closer. He's getting closer. 14 left. He'll be livid he didn't score the penalty. But this stat here was on Sky. In most league goals in the top four division since Kane's first goal in 2011. Yeah. And he's well out in front there. 201. Sergio Aguero, 184. The nearest to him. Obviously, Sergio Aguero hasn't played for City for a couple of seasons, so that would be a lot, lot closer if he had. Uh, but... <sighs> <laughs> what can you really say about him? Uh, what I will say is he does owe me a little bit of money because if he'd have scored that penalty, I'd have got over 100 points in fantasy football. I've got 96, fairly annoyed about that, but we won, so I'll let him off. But if he can give me a five or so, that will help. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was a difference yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, wasn't he, Ian? Uh, Forrest had all these chances, didn't have a clinical yeah. striker. We did win 2-0. I think, I, think, I think that's the point. I mean, for, for whatever reason... Uh, Kane seems to be so maligned by so many people, uh, and I really don't understand <laughs> it. There's there's barely a team in the world that he wouldn't improve. You know, maybe Real wouldn't swap him for Benzema. Maybe now City wouldn't swap him for Haaland. But then you start looking at you know every other team in the world and say Kane would almost certainly improve every one of them. So I, I don't know why he gets criticism. Um, you know, he scores goals with his left, his right, his head. He creates from midfield. Um, he's just he's just the best striker I've seen at, at Tottenham. Um, and I've seen a good few, including Mr. Greaves. Um, he'll break that record. And I think he'll probably break Shearer's record as well. Um, yeah, well, they talked about that on Sky, didn't they? He has to score 15 goals a season until he's 34, he's 29 at the moment. And I, I've just forgotten as well, Tommy won't be happy with this. Uh, please hit that like, please hit that subscribe. Also, Super Chat, Super Stickers are available. So I'll try and get through as many comments as I can. Uh, Mark yeah. Cousins uh, already in the chat. How you doing, yeah. buddy? Hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, please keep your comments coming in, questions, uh, uh, topics, uh, what we're talking about. Uh, also, mm -hmm. questions for uh, Mike as well, West Ham. Related questions. And yeah, super, I'll try and get through as many as possible. But Super Chat, Super Stickers, guaranteed to get your message read out and discussed. But yeah, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. And Tommy's got so many uh, 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 hosts on this channel. So your best thing to not miss any of them, hit that notification bell. You'll be notified every time someone goes live. 
Uh, yeah, sorry, Ian. Uh, have to do no, 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 keep, no, have no to get keeping out of the way, and uh, otherwise Tommy will fire me. No, that's okay. I've got to keep Tommy happy <laughs> as well. Um, if you're listening, hi Tommy. If you're you're uh, um, watching, hi Cypriace as well. Um, yeah. I will take issue with one thing though, Chris, that you said about Forest creating a lot of chances. I actually, although they had a lot of ball, they didn't create that much. And I think that was testimony to, I mean, mm. if you say our, our, you know, our back five um, with Hoybeer and Benton Kerr in the middle of the field, or our back seven, if you you look at it with the 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 the, the, the two wing backs, um, Perisic. I thought Emerson played really well. He's he's mm. always going to have his detractors, but I was really impressed with him. And Sanchez um, was excellent. Yeah, we'll talk about Sanchez a bit later on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but which is I don't think they created that much. A lot of uh, ball, but uh, yeah. they had a lot of chance. They had a lot of chances and into a lot of good positions. But uh, Kane's goal against Wolves, perfect example. Obviously, an absolute sitter. It's the movement that gets him there. Whereas yeah. uh, Forest players not necessarily making that movement. So when the ball does fall to a certain area, there's no but, one there. But, um, very similar goals, weren't they? And the one at Ar- yeah. against Arsenal at the end of last season. Yeah. Uh, you know where where is movement? I mean, the the Wolves goal. I don't suppose you want to talk too much about historical goals, but the Wolves goal is one of those typical ones where the uh, um, you know the defender is trying so hard to pull and push him around that he forgets to actually do the basics of market. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, a lot of people saying, you know, so the press saying, you know, Forrest got tired and they switched off. And I think that's uh, um, indicative of the, the fitness work that Conti and his, his team do with them as well, because uh, they did switch off and, you know, Ricarlison got to the ball, outmuscled the defender on the uh, that left-hand side of us. And I mean, the ball was just exquisite. But mm. again, the centre-half switched off and Kane has a, you know, a... Good morning, you know, bump finish. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, Mike, in terms of Kane, I know you've been on here before saying a, a, a few things, uh, not detracting, but uh, questioning his uh, uh, in, in the big, big, big game. So uh, at risk of getting you criticised in the comments, <laughs> but uh, mm. is Kane any different this season? I mean, in terms of goal scoring, you, can, you, can, you can't criticise 201 goals in the Premier League. You can't yeah. criticise that, but obviously... Yeah, two cup finals where he was injured. The, the Champions League final shouldn't have been starting, in my opinion. More should have been yeah, on the league. He's got a super sub coming on. Uh, but he started the season fairly well, I think. I, I, I don't know the scoring stats, but he's got two the other two this weekend. Uh, one against Wolves, one against uh, Chelsea. So he, he's up there in the scoring charts. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, 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 and he scored in August. Isn't it? No, he did that against Fulham a few seasons ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that hoodoo went a couple of years ago, Mike. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. certainly this time last year, his his heart wasn't in it. There no. were people still saying we should sell him. Yeah. Um, he just yeah. looked so happy. You saw his interview after the game, or if you saw his interview after the game, he just looked so so happy with life and content with life under Conte. Um, very different Harry Kane, and that must be yeah. positive all through the club. Yeah, what do you think of how he came, Mike? Uh, 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 this season in particular, we, we we've heard your thoughts of him in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which, uh, some of the, some of them are valid. I'll give you that. Uh, some of them I disagree with, but I don't think you're completely off the mark. But this season, is it a different how he came? Like Ian says, looks happy. Or, I think or it's it... always hard to draw conclusions after about four games. But 
there is a, a more positive feel about him in terms of his relationship to to Tottenham. But I think that's, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't think it's because of Tottenham. It's because of Conte and the fact that Conte gives them belief that they can win something. I don't. I think if Conte wasn't there this season, let's say for I can say Conte wasn't there, it may be a slightly different, you know, attitude from from Kane in the sense of maybe being more like, well, I could look to move. Um, but again, when you also look around. I think he's probably come to the conclusion that he hasn't really got anywhere to go as well. So he needs to knuckle down with them because mm. Chelsea have gone on a spending spree, but they're not looking at players like Kane anymore because they're looking at these more younger players when they're buying. Man United, <laughs> they're just splashing money everywhere and basically just buying the Netherlands. Mm. Well, I mean, Anthony for 80 million or, or something like that is... Uh, Man City just bought Holland, so they're going to have no interest. And Liverpool just, well, they've gone and spent that money on, on uh, Darwin Nunez. And again, they're not going to go and buy a player who's of Kane's no. age. So I think there's a bit of that realisation from him as well that he now needs to do everything he can at Spurs in which to try and win because he's not going to get out via a transfer. So it has to be all or nothing with Spurs now when he has a manager that is going to give him or who he's going to give that all or nothing to because he's that type of manager. If you don't play like that, it doesn't matter who you are, he will kick you out. He just has no, mm. does not care. Just look at what he was with Costa when he was flying at Chelsea. The moment he had a, a slight <laughs> disagreement, he was like, you're yeah, dead yeah. to me. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of, if you have a manager who's like that and you know your options are more limited, you are going to all of a sudden go all in. Tottenham finished quite well last year. So, again, that's going to breed some confidence and that feeling of it's all or nothing now, really, for him and Spurs, I think. And that's why he's in that mindset where he's positive again and playing like like he has in previous seasons. Yeah, I mean, how he came positive is only a good thing for Tottenham. Uh, but, Ian, uh, I'll put this on here. Uh, this, uh, I put it on every single game this season because it's still a shock. Spurs grinding out results again. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't seen that too many times. Our best start in terms of foot first four games, anyway, in the league for quite some time. I can't quite remember the amount of, uh, of years. 13 but, years, but, I think, I read. But I'm slightly concerned about that. And Kane alluded to it. We can't start so slowly in games, but we seem to always do it. But we are grinding stuff out. We'll come to the defence a bit later on. Uh but yeah, grinding results out. Uh, Perisic, I'm sure, has something to do with that in terms of the mindset of the players. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how far can this team go? Or is it far, far too early to say? And apart from Chelsea, we haven't really met anyone of note. And, and West Ham, we'll get onto them a bit later. Not an easy game, not an easy game. They're always up for that game, certainly at home. So I, th I think that'll be a good marker as well to see how, how far we've improved. Yeah, I, I, I mean... So... I think there's a whole different mentality. This isn't the Tottenham mentality of grinding it out of, you know, defenders staying strong and getting staying focused for 90 minutes. It isn't really the Tottenham way. And I think people are going to have to get used to it being the Tottenham way because that's what Conte is and that's what Conte does. Um, and as well as changing the mindsets of the players, which he's done in terms of if you want to win championships, that's what you do. 
he has to change the mindsets of the the uh, um, uh, the supporters as well. I mean, funny enough, I've got my retro shirt with a number four on the back, which is Danny <laughs> Blanchflower's shirt, which. Uh, um, you know, Danny was famous for that quote: "The game's not about winning; it's about glory. It's about going out and beating the other lot, not sitting back and waiting for them to die of boredom." Well, you know that that may be, but what was right in 1962, you know, isn't the same in 2022. And 60 years on, um, the game has changed. And you know what championship champions do is they win games when they don't play particularly well. And we've done that twice this season in four games, um, one against Wolves and one against uh, um, uh, uh, Forest, although we didn't play badly against Forest. So Chelsea, we were terrible and we managed to yeah. draw at a place that we pretty much well, I, I, I was on a plane to Spain, Chris, so I didn't see the game. Um, <laughs> only the highlights on, yeah. on well, match of the day. Apart from 20 minutes, we were awful. Well, the highlights on match of the day, we had, I think, I saw us have three shots and two of them went in. So it probably gave us a <laughs> what happened. Um, but, uh, but that doesn't matter. You know, you, you, those first three games, Southampton home, um, Wolves home, Chelsea away, we got seven points. Mm. Those three games last season, we got no points. Yeah. Um, Forest obviously weren't in the Premier League last season, but Spurs teams historically would have bottled that and would have either drawn one-one, letting a goal with five minutes to go, or would have lost it, you know, two-one. Um, we can this this team can go far. I, I think I think the danger is, you know, I mean, I think second or third is where I'm aiming, and I haven't seen anything um, to to disabuse me of that view. I think the problem. I see it for how, how far we can go is Manchester City have, I think when you were just sorting your microphone, uh, Mike and I were talking about this um, backstage, was City have just gone up another level. They've just gone up completely, which are a completely different level with Haaland. That was the piece of the jigsaw that was missing. And he is such a good striker, such a complete striker, um, that I think it would be, even if we went out and spent 200 million between now and Thursday evening, I still don't see any uh, any possibility of, catch, of, 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 of catching City unless he gets a nasty injury, in which yeah. case maybe they'll regret letting uh, Jesus and, Ster and, and Sterling go. Well, if but, he gets uh, injured, they'll probably still win the league. <laughs> squad that they've got. They might have the league almost wrapped up by Christmas. It, it's scary. I thought how how good they were with him. Uh, I saw, I put some of the Palace game on on Saturday afternoon. They were scarily good at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to this. Uh, David Clark's comment here. We'll get to the Charles in a bit more. Don't mm. think he got the credit for chasing the ball, which he wasn't favourite to get before he crossed yeah. it. This was the second goal. We'll get to the Charles in a bit later on. Yeah. But uh, Mike, in terms of West Ham, mm. certainly away from home, I was always kind of uh, about it in years gone past. Going, we don't do well there. West Ham are up for it. We don't match them. We're done. Whereas at this moment in time, <laughs> famous last words, but. We haven't been up for games at the start and we've still managed to get stuff out. So is there any element from West Ham that you're worried London about Derby, Spurs? Mate. London Derby, everything's irrelevant. Mm. So no matter all form previous or prior to it, goes out the window. It's about who wants it more half the time. It's going to be a midweek game, which we always know West Ham midweek games were well up for those, those nights. And 
let's face it, we're just going to sign Paqueta. So you're not going to find a more buoyant time to, to, for the fans <laughs> in a crowd than, than that, especially Paqueta, who he, Paqueta was one that we were, I'm not sure if we were linked with or the fans were linked yeah, I think with you us. Were, you were linked with him early, but then yeah, kind of backed out Arsenal as well. Um, so, you know, if he's starting as well, then that's obviously going to, again, give us bounce. We had, we finally got that, that win, you know, that monkey off our back against Villa. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later on yeah, as well. But... The last two games as well at home is going to kind of get them kind of going. Some players have started to actually start to click in a bit more. So I think by the time the game comes, the players are going to be up for it. That doesn't mean that we're going to perform well, we're going to beat Tottenham. But again, it's a London derby. So it does create that atmosphere is already going to be there in the crowd. And if we start positively, then it's one of those games where, you know, it, it can go either way. As we've seen in recent years, it can go either way. Even games where you guys have been cruising and it's come back and it's been 3-2 in the final minutes because, you know, it's just that game where it's form is irrelevant. It all comes yeah. down to, I hate using the term, but it all comes down to that passion, you know, that yeah. players are just pump their chest out and go, I'm not not lying yeah. down. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to run that extra mile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, David Clark here's a comment here. There'll be five words in here in succession, Mike, that I'm sure you'll agree with. Yeah. Uh, you know, little game for you to see if you can spot them. But he says, a West Ham will always be our hardest away game. We can't underestimate how much they hate us. So four means nothing. I'm sure you can get the five words there. Uh, yeah. How much they hate us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure you agree with that. Uh so, to be fair, mate, I think, in all honesty, <laughs> the only people that like Tottenham in London is Tottenham. So. Well, sometimes we don't either, so sometimes <laughs> exactly. uh, But, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting game, but we'll come on to that a bit later on. But in terms of Forest, Ian, I think if they play like that for the rest of the season, come Christmas, they probably won't have to worry about relegation anymore. Uh, uh, there'll be a lot worse defences that they'll play against where Johnson, uh, Dennis... Uh, a one year who didn't play uh, but scored against West Ham, so they got three strikers there who seem to be kind of interchangeable in the team. Uh, will start scoring goals, and 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 they, you know, Henderson must have been unsighted for Kane's first goal because he rolled it in. It wasn't really any power, and like you say, they switched off for the second one. Obviously, great play from Charleston, but. I mean, do you worry about Palace? They they've pretty much bought an entire new squad, twenty players at last count. They've bought in, but yeah. But, but if they play like that, I think that there's no worry for them getting relegated at all. If they play like that, um, City next. <laughs> if they play attacking football, they're likely to get a Liverpool Bournemouth result potentially, yeah. uh, or City might be nice to them. But but you know, Bournemouth as well, uh, and Forest. Their season position ain't going to be dictated from how they play against Liverpool and Man City and stuff like that. Obviously, Bournemouth need to get themselves back up again and, and motivation back up and confidence back up. But but in terms of Forest, uh, how do you think they play? Because I thought they played quite well. They took it to us and they weren't... It wasn't like, oh, this is a top four team completely out of sight against the new team. It wasn't like that at all. And I think if Forest had got a draw or something else, I'm, I'm not really sure I could have... Well, I could have complained Fine. in terms of uh, the, the neutral fan couldn't have complained. I, th I thought they played nicely, and I thought the football was pleasing, pleasing on the eye. But I didn't think there was there was any penetration to to, to their play. I mean, you had, they had touches in the box, but they weren't having touches in the box, and you know, um, powering shots in at uh, Larissa was having to dive every way to to keep them out. Um, 
um, we had to work really hard. And that goes back to what I said earlier about having us drilled and concentrating and really focused on the job. Um, so the, 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 the defenders just, just keep their minds uh, right right on it. But um, I think that they will probably play worse than that in games and win them. Hmm. Um, I think where, where they'll come unstuck is against the, the Tottenham's, the Arsenal's, the Liverpool's, Manchester City's of this world that, and, and Chelsea's. That's where they'll struggle. But if they played that way against, say, a, a Leicester, mm. um, um, a Southampton, a Brentford, you know, you, you can you can run through Fulham. You know, the teams, Aston Villa, that, that, at that level, I, I think they'll beat them comfortably. So I expect them to get enough, you know, enough points to, um, to stay in the division. Um, whether they'll be sort of up as high as 14th or 15th, I don't know. But remember, they bought a lot of players, as you said. So um, some of those players will take time to bed in, to settle in, to play together. So you might not see them at their best, um, say, before before the World Cup. I was going to say before Christmas, but before the World Cup, really. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they were pleasant to watch. Um, I just think sometimes... You know, that tippy-tappy-toe football without the end product looks better than it actually is. Um, but uh, as I say, I think they'll get enough points. They'll win. They'll, they'll play worse than they did yesterday and win games. Yeah, I mean, what do you... Important for them. Hope for them, yeah. I mean, what do you think of Forrest, uh, Mike? Because I, I thought if they had a decent striker, they'd have caused us problems. Uh, uh, Lovis had one save to make a long-range one, and he, he saved that out of Jordan Pickford's diving uh, goalkeeping school. He palmed it straight back into the middle. I wasn't happy about that. But, yeah, they had a header which just went wide. They they had a lot of opportunities to to, to have shots. A lot of them were long-range ones. Dennis cut in nicely and then just ballooned it over. I so I think if they'd have had better quality, I think we could have we would have conceded the goal and we, we may not have won the game. But in terms of... Oh, and, and and I always say 10 games in, you can't really judge what, what team's going to do until 10 games in. Although I would say now I'll go against that and say Bournemouth are down. And Scott Parker already said we're out of our depth, which doesn't bode well for them. But in terms of Forest, uh, how do you see them going this season? Again, I mean, like you said, home form. Yeah, I think home form them. is what is probably saves them. Um, you know, they had a lot of fortune against us to, to win that game. Um, you know, not many times you have you play a team, they get a goal disallowed, hit the crossbar twice and miss a penalty in one game. <laughs> you know, to, to say you've got a fair bit of luck in that game is an understatement. Um, but yeah, their home form is gonna be gonna be massive for them. They play some nice stuff, they've got in a lot of players, so it's gonna take a while for them to get on the wavelength. The the problem that they also have is what come start of December, we're off to a World Cup. So, you know. It might be good in the sense that not all those players are going to go to a World Cup, so that means they can have them players training together for a, you know, for a good period unless they send them off on a break. But you kind of look at Forest and go, well, at the moment, you, the goals ain't coming. Hmm. The longer that goes on, the more that becomes something in their mindset. Now, I'm not yeah, saying they're not, not going to score, but it can become something that starts to get in your mind as to, well, when are we going to score? We saw it with Leeds last year when they were struggling to score that yeah. no matter how well they played and other patches and everything in the game, they get caught. And I do think Nottingham Forest do have some naivety defensively. And yeah. in this league, that naivety get caught. Yeah. 
Yeah. And certainly yeah. against better teams and, and look exactly. bang, and I won't trump it against someone like a Kane. But I think simply A says it here. Uh, thought we struggled against Forest. They had a few chances, especially, especially in the first half, lacked the cutting edge. We got away with it. I think in terms of the naivety, Mikovic has said it will match of the day too. So Ashley Williams or Mikovic has come in who. But you know how Spurs are going to play counter-attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, those front three breaking quickly. They bomb everybody forward, Forest and and you know, we looked dangerous every time we went forward and <laughs> do that against Man City. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, look, it, it, isn't that the point, Chris, that despite the fact that they had sort of 60-40 possession or thereabouts, I thought we looked more likely to score most yeah. points in the game I than th- they did. I think against better teams and, and teams with an actual strike, if we do that, we, we, we've certainly got to play better, certainly in the midfield. Otherwise, they will punish us, I think. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. No, no, just I think it's again, it's that naivety, isn't it? It's it's all very well having the ball, but if you don't have that cut and thrust or that final pass, obviously there was a lot made of Lingard going there, but he's not doing anything. Uh, they're now looking at like uh, OR, who probably going to hold it off because Leicester now got some money as well, you know. So they're looking at an attacking midfielder because what they currently have, they don't, they're not finding the quality in which to cut teams open at the moment. And as good as someone like Brendan Johnson is, again, he's still not he's not at the level where he can drag that team in the Premier League just yet. No, no. Yeah. Uh, one player who will be superb for them, and I really rate him, Henderson. Uh, not sure where that picture was. I couldn't find one of the penalty saved. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he saved the penalty against, uh, was it Vice, I think, uh, yeah. the other week? Uh he saved one against Kane. I mean, for, for, from Kane's standard, that was a pretty poor penalty. But mm. he's guessed the right way, gone early, made a save, got the crowd really up. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Ian, I don't mind Kane missing the penalty if we win 2-0. It's when we lose 1-0 or we don't get the draw yeah. when he misses it. So, he, he scored enough. He scored enough at the moment. So, he can have one where he's gone off and he can go on another run of 21 goals. Uh, yeah, I mean, what is it, four years been... since he missed one? Funnily enough, yeah. I'm watching and I'm thinking... He's gonna he's gonna go to his left, keeper's right, and he's gonna say it's gonna get yeah. saved. But Henderson was yeah, but Henderson was superb. Uh, he obviously made a couple of good saves against West Ham. Uh, he made the save from Sun just, uh, not long after the penalty. Uh, didn't have a chance with any of the goals. I'm assuming he was unsighted for the first and the second. No. Kane Emerson was there, but how, how important is he going to be for it? I, I, I think he's a superb signing for them. I, I think he's a, a really excellent goalkeeper. And for me, you know, there was a period when he was about to get into the United side and De Gea's form was absolutely wretched. Um, and for whatever reason, United bottled it. And I think it, I think it's indicative, really, of what's going on at United. Um, and, I, I mean, I can understand his absolute frustration when he turns around and says... You know, I was I was made promises at Manchester United that weren't kept. I think, as I say, that's you know just so so typical of what you know rudderless, leaderless club that is. Um, I think he's an excellent goalkeeper. I, I think playing week in week out in the in the Premier League, he has more than an outside chance of being England's number one in the World Cup. Yeah, there's some competition. Pope started well at Newcastle. Yeah. Pickford's obviously the, the top choice. 
Ramsdale suddenly, you know, playing in an Arsenal side that's playing really well. But I really rate Henderson very highly as a goalkeeper. He's one I certainly wouldn't have minded as having yeah, absolutely. As, as a backup to Lloris. But he's beyond backup now. I mean, why would he come as a backup um, to Lloris instead of being a backup to De Gea? It doesn't make any sense. No. He's playing in a side he'll get a chance because they'll leak enough chances to, um, to for him to show what he can do. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was sporting with Kane. I mean, they had a laugh, but he obviously didn't <laughs> Kane for his goals. Um, yeah, good goalkeeper, very good goalkeeper. Um, I think he'll do well. And I uh, say outside chance of being England's number one for the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Mike? Because obviously we're a week behind you, but you've seen him firsthand with your club. Uh, for me, him or Pope, number one, I'm not a fan of Jordan Pickford. Every save he makes, he palms out into the middle. But but Henderson has show, showed at Sheffield United he belongs in this league as a number one. Uh, so yeah, I'll cut, like Ian says, I can't understand why he didn't replace De Gea. But, uh, I think there's no reason why. De Gea is on about 350 grand a week. You're not going to bench that as a player. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. it comes down to you either bench or you play De Gea. Um, sorry, I don't think you bench De Gea, you sell De Gea or you play De Gea. It's as simple as that. You don't put a 350 grand a week asset on your bench. No. Well, they did um, with Pogba and he was on more. And Ronaldo now as well. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bit of a difference there. Ronaldo's not fit and Pogba was saying he wanted out. I think there's a, there's a difference in those scenarios. If we're going to Put those in. Let me just like talk about the actual situations that kind of rendered them in that situation. But you know, when you look at Henderson, he is a good goalkeeper. But again, it's he when he did play for United. Let's be honest, he wasn't great when he played for United. Yeah. Um, so he didn't necessarily warrant to be number one because when he got his chance, he wasn't that wasn't as good. Um, Sheffield United form, he was phenomenal. Had two years there, obviously did incredibly well. Um, United didn't really get much of a go and his form was erratic as well. And then obviously he's doing really well so far. I think he probably is going to be in some cases a difference maker. It wouldn't surprise me come the end of the season. He's a player who wins player of the season for him. Mm. I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but he's. I think he's going to keep them in games. And I think come the end of the season, he's probably one of those players that they're going to be putting towards the top of their, you know, player of the season. Yeah. Just how he's performing already um, and how he's going to have to perform, let's be honest. He's going to have to perform to a high quality because they have so many players that are inexperienced in the Premier League. And whilst they run that bounce of coming up, it's all great. But after the World Cup, we don't know how the season's going to change once the World Cup comes because form could just go out the window because we've got a whole month for the season where people are just starting to get into their rhythm and it's completely uh, kind of stopped. So... I don't think we can even anticipate what the season is going to be like after um, the World Cup because form could be completely out the window and Lee could just do a complete 180. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the Forest uh, game, Ian, uh, we'll, we'll finish with this uh, and, then, and then move on to Spurs v West Ham. But uh, Steve Cook, I'm not really sure how he stayed on the pitch for that penalty. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't really know what else has to be done for it to be a goal-scoring opportunity. You don't want to see players be sent off and... and he didn't mean to do it, I guess. He said it was pushed, but it was on Kane's head. But VAR said his arm was straight, so Kane wouldn't have reached it. But I'm not sure, really. But it didn't affect the result, so that's obviously a good no, thing. But what did you I'm, think of it? I'm in a small minority on this, and I seem to be with the trippier one. Um, I have a problem. I have a major problem with the way VAR is being interpreted. 
um, I'll be honest, I missed the incident on the live because I needed a trip to the bathroom. So <laughs> by the time I came back, and then the, the commentators are saying uh, um, they're, they're disputing about whether it's a penalty. And I'm going, what? You know, and then there's a there's one angle I'm looking at it from that they showed where I'm like, oh, that's maybe going over Kane's head, um, or he's slightly underneath the ball. And then another one, it looks like yeah, he's just going to nod that in. And certainly, I'm influenced a bit by Kane's interview after the game, where he says, "If that's not you know a goal scoring yeah. opportunity, I don't know." Strike is strike is always going to say that, my, but anyway, my, my issue with VAR is that, um, you know, the, if you watch cricket and the way they, they uh, in, uh, use cricket technology in cricket, you know, they have the lines and what have you. And it's, you know, the ball has to be, for LBW, for example, pitching in line with the stumps, hitting the bat, hitting the ball, um, uh, the, the, the pad in front of the, the, the stumps and going on to hit the stumps. Um, and if there's, the, the, there's some of them, it goes with what they call umpire's call. Not everybody watching or be a cricket fan. And it seems to me there's a band of decisions where unless it's absolutely obvious that the referee's wrong, in which case he asked to look at it, and maybe he could have been asked to look at that one, which I'll come back to in a second. Um, I, I thought there was there was an element of doubt that enables the referee to make that decision one way or the other. Um and had he shown the red card, I would say again, there would be no basis to overturn the referee's decision. And that's how I would like VAR to be interpreted, that there would have to be clear evidence that the referee has made a mistake, not a possibility, but clear evidence, which is why I got really angry at the Trippier one last week, because to me, Trippier's foul on, um, on oh, the yeah, point... Yeah was really bad. And for my money, I thought that was within the 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 range of responses. I'm talking about my field of works employment law. We talk about range of reasonable responses. <laughs> which I won't get into which is whether you know whether dismissals open to a reasonable employer. And it seems to me that the red card for Trippier was within the referee's discretion to decide for himself on what he saw live whether it was a red or whether it was a yellow. And on neither of those cases do I think that VAR should be intervening. Um, Gary Lineker talks about howlers. And, and no, I don't I don't go with howlers. But it has to be clear that the referee has wrongly interpreted the laws or you know, it, the, the decision's perverse in that it was such a clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity that it wasn't within his remit to say mm, possibly Kane wasn't getting it. And therefore, it's a yellow. And, and that's why I'm unhappy at the way VAR is being interpreted, particularly in, in, in England. I think we've got a major, a major problem with the way that the referees are interpreting it. So actually, I don't have a problem with that. Um, as long as the referees are consistent and come out and say, you know, there was a possibility that Kane wasn't getting to the ball. And therefore, we stayed with the on-field decision. With the Trippier one, you know, it was it was it, the, the 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 tackle was bad enough, being knee high, long, you know, away from the ball, with the uh, the ball miles outside playing distance. 
for it to be within the referee's discretion to determine that was red, not yellow. And, and that's where um, I think lines are being blurred for, for, for me with VAR. So actually, I didn't have a problem with it. If we'd have drawn 1-1, one, one, maybe I'd have had a different opinion. But I'm also an ex-referee, Chris, which you, you may, may or may not know, but Mike certainly won't. Um, so it's it's something that's a little bit uh, dear to my heart, yeah. never having worked with VAR. Um, I just think it's being being so poorly implemented in England compared to what I see when we watch European football. There doesn't appear to be any problems. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean you, make, you make a good point there. They, they, they were talking about whether it was a penalty or wasn't a penalty. It was a dead cert penalty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, VAR, I think they're just getting involved because they get to stick their nose in and make decisions and make themselves relevant, yeah. maybe. But, and referees are too scared of making decisions because of the flat they've had in the past. But, I mean, Mike, what, what did you make of the handball decision? It was, it was obviously handball, but uh, a red card or not? And you've obviously had your, your VAR yeah. issues yeah, at like, Forest we, uh, we, earlier this year. exactly the same thing with Forrest and their player handled the ball directly in front of the goalkeeper, handballed it deliberately and yet stayed on the pitch. Yeah. No, was it the same player? Team. Was it Steve Cook, the same player? Um, I don't think it was Steve Cook. I can't remember oh, off, right, off okay. the top of my head who it was. But essentially, I was always on the understanding that if you stopped uh, hmm. effort deliberately with your hand, that's a red card. Hmm. But I think there's such a blurring of the rules now and there's so many justifications for not giving a red that it's not done. And I think sometimes there's a fear to give a red um in certain situations um I, i'll just put it this way look in the, the day the premier league is the richest league in the world which has the poorest officials it's as simple <laughs> as it. it's just it is just whenever we watch european football the european referees are normally doing better when we look at major tournaments the european referees are normally refereeing the largest the largest and biggest games that should tell you everything we have the richest league in the world, but yet our referees are seen at such a substandard that they're not. There. It's a really interesting point, Mike, because, of course, when you're watching tournament football, you are seeing the best referees from each country. But let me throw this into the mix because I know I've interrupted you. Let you come back on it. Is that in it, you, you've just bought Paqueta. In the Premier League, we are buying the very best players in the world. So why do we not employ the very best referees? If our absolutely hundred percent, that's exactly what we should be doing. If we are a multicultural league and a league that has the richest and claims to be the best league, then everything about that league should be the best. So it should have the best officials, should have the best players, and that's how it should be. Um, but we don't. We have <laughs> poor officials or officials that we are constantly questioning their ability. Mm. And yeah, sorry, I must be right. <laughs> Some of yours. Really. Hang on, I'll go you. you guys carry on. <laughs> I know it's not on my end, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we will come back to you, Mike, because uh, next point is West Ham are now off the mark. Obviously, you haven't had the best start, but <laughs> only two points off of Liverpool, which I'm sure four, four games in, if you were only two points off of Liverpool, you'd probably taken that being how far ahead they were of the rest yeah, of that. But, but, but yes. I, I will warn you, I've got a picture of four nows uh, celebrating the result just for, uh, you know, consistency and fairness. But it is a Spurs show, so if you blink, you'll miss it. So here it is. Love right. that, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only watched it on Match of the Day. Uh, you obviously were very unlucky against uh, Forrest, as we've discussed, and everything like that. And obviously, uh, Henderson doing well to save the penalty. Uh, 
you got a fortuitous goal against Villa, but I guess you would be saying that's the luck with it, that we would deserve. But I, I didn't watch the game. First half on match of day looked like Villa were all over you. Second half, you were all over them. Uh, was that how it went down or was it a bit more match it of the day? You're just showing a, 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 not the whole story. Much like how it was, say, with your Forest game, in a lot of possession, not much doing. You know, only, they had, I think, three shots on target the entire game, but none of them really with any threat. The goal that they scored went out of play. Oh, yeah. yeah from the Coutinho, was, Coutinho was also offside, hits it against the post, and then they tap it in. Mm. So it's like, that was really the only kind of, if you can say, clear-cut you know, chance they made. Um, we were just a bit ineffective in the first half. Uh, we defended quite well, but we were fairly passive in how we pressed. We kind of more closed space and trying to close out lanes for passing than actually pressing the player on the ball. And when we did get in possession, we was a bit... Our passing wasn't great. Uh, we left Skimaka uh, quite isolated at times. We didn't get round him enough. So the first half didn't really quite work in the, the kind of the three at the back. We then switched it to going into the four, uh, 4 3 one And then we started to get a bit more joy. We started to press a bit better. Um, we also moved the ball better. We seemed to have more idea of how to rotate in positions and move around. And we seemed to get a bit more joy. Um, and obviously, yeah, the, the goal was a bit fortuitous. It took a, a big deflection to, to do the loop over Emmy Martinez. But... but there is an element that you earn your luck as well. You know, you yeah, play exactly. well in that second yeah. half. Yeah, the fortune favours the brave. You, 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 you play better in the second half and you get that slice of luck, which maybe in the first half you don't if you're a bit too passive, like you say. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. We, we earned that little bit of luck. We obviously we had, you know, we had really had none against Bad Forest. Um, against Brighton, we just we just shot ourselves in the foot twice and then punched ourselves in the face for good measure. That was kind of the way the game went. Um, but it's, Brighton, it's just how we play against Brighton. Now you know how, uh, <laughs> what's his name's cat felt, you know? <laughs> but you, yeah, it's just like, it's how it is. You know, we just don't do work against Brighton. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, against against Villa, we played a bit better. Um, I think that's now six wins on the trot against Villa. Um, yeah, I mean, how do how do you see them? Because uh, uh, Ian won't know, but me and Mike have got a mutual friend Ben, who's a big Man United fan, cannot stand Liverpool. Every time I see him on Twitter, he's calling for Gerard's head, uh, but no one's <laughs> yeah. calling him out. But uh, he's making some weird weird kind of uh, decisions. But he's going to have to change something because it's not Obviously, working. But uh, how, how do you see that. him and Villa? Because they obviously uh, had the new manager bounce when he joined in. Uh, that's yeah. well and truly first he's, he's now. Now they're near the five bottom. more games, mate. I think, and then he's potentially done um, because his form and talent the last year was quite bad, and it's followed through. Um, and then he's not had a good start. He's spent, I think, about nearly 150 million or something this window, or, or in, over the course of two windows, is about 150 million. So, yeah, yeah. Ben points out daily as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you can't you start <laughs> looking at going, you know, how much you've invested as to how, where you are, and you know, Villa fans have this idea that they should be in the Champions League football. I don't understand why. Um, based on that, since they've been up in the Premier League, they've been nowhere near that position. You know, so they are a big club, aren't they? But you earn yeah, where you are. finish. You earn when you finish. You don't you look at Man United, they're the biggest club in the world, but they haven't earned being oh, in the Champions yeah. League for hours. I have this really horrible this thing that really annoys me when clubs say, Oh, we're a big club. Now, historically, a lot of clubs were big clubs. Everton was a big club, Villa were a big club. But in recent years, they haven't done it. They've been 
well, Villa obviously come up from the, the you know the championship. We mockingly joke around ourselves saying we're massive, but that all came about when we did a relegation <laughs> battle and coming from a simple West Ham clips where it was just taking the mick out of the fact that we were in a relegation battle, we were fighting, and we go, we are massive when we won a game. And it became just the, you know, typical West Ham fans in the sense of, well, we just mock ourselves. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Some do on Twitter, but those ones you just ignore. But we kind of joke, you know, we're, we're only, I could only say we can class ourselves as a big club in the sense of we have a big stadium, which has a lot of fans, and we've been in Europe a couple of years, but we're not a big club in terms of, you know, in Europe or anything yeah. like that. So the same when you look at other clubs, they've been big, but they've not been the club that they were. So when they start saying that we should be this and we should be that, it's like, well, unless you've been competing for that in the last few years, no, you're not entitled to it. You have to earn it. You know, Spurs have earned it over the last few years, um, over a good few years. Yeah. We're still not the biggest, you know, I, I was talking about a girlfriend's dad who's a Chelsea fan and, and 10 years ago, if we finished fourth, it was a good season, yeah. you know, whereas under Pochettino, we were, you know, if we didn't finish in the top four, it's a bad season, but we're not at that level yet where Chelsea are, whereas if we don't win the league, it's a bad season. Yeah. So we're mm. not quite, we're a big, bigger club than some clubs, but we're still not at the level that. We yeah, you've got, big, you've got elite clubs and you've got, you know, you've got yeah. clubs that are elite, you've got clubs that are a big club, and you've got ones yeah. that are trying to be a big club. Yeah, we've got, we've got European pedigree now in the Champions League in the sense that a lot of Europe know who we are now. But that's probably about it, probably about it. We've obviously got Kane, who's a world star son who everybody knows, but, you know, <laughs> everyone knows who Ronaldo is, Man United are awful. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, in terms of West Ham, Ian, uh, yep. a bit of a loaded question, probably me clutching at straws, but uh, uh, coming up to, to Wednesday, is it better that West Ham won before we play them rather than them saying, well, we can start our season with a win against Spurs and give them even more motivation? Or like we've said, form goes out the window, all about who wants it more. Win, lose or draw, West Ham. Ball, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, or win, lose or draw against Aston Villa. It's a London derby. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, maybe I'm clutching at straws. Maybe I'm clutching. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, I mean, if they'd lost four in a row, would they really lose five in a row? Then they'd be in serious trouble. Um, maybe winning on uh, Sunday has taken the, the monkey off their back a little bit. But by the same token, it will give them the confidence to uh, to come out and give us a go. It's under lights, you know. I mean, our, our, the, the old Upton Park Stadium was uh, so much better. I've not been to the new one, in fairness, but been to, went to Upton Park a few times, and it was uh, under the lights was always uh, not, under <laughs> the lights. Upton Park was quite intense. Shall we it's say? when it was the. I guess the probably the version before it's not like playing you know, playing Stoke, but a windy night in Stoke or something in winter. Yeah. Isn't it? It's that kind <laughs> of same same kind of conversation. It was uh, I mean, uh, White Lane. Probably good to say White Hart Lane under the lights was always really special. Um, and I've, I've been to a couple of games under the lights, including the the Arsenal game at the end of la last season, and it was absolutely bouncing and electric mm -hmm. in there. So um, yeah, I mean, look. Uh, uh, you you don't know how how it will pan out. I think at the end of the day, let's call it completely neutral and say it's up to us again to impose ourselves to show we got better players, a better coach, um, uh, better tactics, and go out and, and, and go out and win the game. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, West Ham, Mike, uh, forget it, it was Villa who were struggling, but not only did you get the win, you got a clean sheet as well. Probably the first of the season, yeah. I'd say. But how important was that win for you? Were there any West Ham fans thinking, well, if we lose four on the spin? Oh, uh, no, it's West Ham. There's always a, it's always a meltdown over something. Um, <laughs> you know, after, the, after the Brighton game, there were some fans even saying that Moyes out. It's just like, no, let's, let's, <laughs> let's be serious. Like, we, we have... You know, had we not had the, the summer break, and obviously, I, I, when you looked at our form over the last 10 games, we'd think we had like one win in 10 um, prior to us beating Villa, or is in one win in 11 actually prior to Villa. Uh, so fans were getting a bit antsy, but again, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story because we started to prioritize Europe ahead of you yeah. know, where we were. So some of those results are maybe a little bit. You know, <laughs> down the side or down the kind of route, which yeah, thanks for laying down for us to ask for us. <laughs> we, we all really appreciated that. <laughs> we had bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so says no yeah. sense of irony whatsoever. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: it's kind of like uh, you I know. Mean, here's a, here's a question for you as well. Sorry to cut you off from simply eight. <laughs> Uh, are West Ham suffering from last season's Europa League semi-final defeat? I, I would probably say not. That was in the past. I would probably say it was starting to feel that way. Um, some players come back where they weren't informed, but there was also conversations at the end of the season to a lot of players told to, when they come back, to decide whether they want to be at the club or not. And Moyes also turning around to a number of players and saying that your position is up. Uh, well, your position is is not guaranteed. Um, you may not be here next year. So there was quite a few of the team that were put out by the end of the season because they were told that they weren't uh, guaranteed their places. As you can see in the transfer window, we've been active. And there's rumours that we're still looking for more um, because we want to add depth. We want to add quality to our team. Um, there are still... You know, I think of every fan, you always want more, right? You always want to say, well, we need that kind of player in that position. We need that kind of player. So there are a couple of players that we do need to really take that team to another level. Um, but the summer build has been very good. We've brought in new players. We're trying to integrate them. Moise isn't the best at integrating players. Um, but it's quite promising what we have. Uh, Kira and uh, Zuma seem to be getting a bit of a kind of working together quite well now. We've got Emerson's coming, could be very useful as a left-back, um, brings us more than what Cresswell does in certain aspects. Obviously, Paqueta is potentially a bit of a game-changer, could be a, a payer, really, for us, mm. in terms of that mm. player who can create something out of nothing. Obviously, Skamaka is another yeah. player who... Yeah, I know Tommy was quite upset that you got him and we didn't... Uh... Which one? Yeah. Paqueta or Skamaka? Well, he'll be upset about both, but I know for a fact Skamaka, <laughs> he was upset. Yeah, and you know, he, he's, he was quality last year for Sassuolo. Um, and the fact we got him over some teams that were after him is, is, mm. is testament to what we've kind of tried to do this season. And Paqueta is another one. Now, Spurs mm. might be a bit early for him to really make some any sort of impact. but That's good for us if that's true. But yeah. Uh, I'll caveat that. But that does also yeah. take with us a bounce. And it also, again, yeah, for him... Yeah come into that kind of game it's let's make an impact early doors yeah yeah exactly so it's, it's do you expect one. him to start mike um on wednesday night or it being david moyes i would probably say no um <laughs> i i think he will probably go with a lot of what started the villa game he will maybe bring 
Ben Rama in. He'll maybe bring in Corne. And I would suspect Antonio starts ahead of Skimaka. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there will be some rotation. Rice and Suchek is almost going to happen. Corne uh, could get a game. I think Ben Rama starts. Uh, and it's probably a back four, to be honest, with the team that finished the game. I think it's the back, same, same back four. Mm-hmm. So I think Paqueta would be a, a player he would look to bring on if he does start him. I can't say I'd be surprised. I can't say I, I wouldn't be surprised if he benches him, to be honest, because it's just Moyes. He doesn't necessarily rush players in. Uh, but yeah, it'd be it's going to be interesting because it's a bit of a struggle to actually think of how he's going to pick. But I do anticipate Antonio will play because it's a London derby. He's used to it. And he tends to wind up your defence quite a bit at uh, London stadiums. What I will say is if uh, Romero's back, uh, certainly at our game, and it was just after your Europa League game, Antonio Romero destroyed him. But, you know, Antonio does have the ability, will bully our back three if he's firing on all cylinders. So if you've got... Interesting battle, interesting battle that. Yeah, exactly. I think, do you play, is it Eric Dyer? Did he, is he still playing in the centre defence? I haven't really watched much about this. Yeah, yeah, we'll but, talk about our defence in a sec. But yeah, it's, Sanchez, he's, it's been Sanchez, Dyer and uh, Davies, but obviously Romero's injured. That's why yeah. Sanchez. And I think, but, again, with Romero being injured is a good thing for Antonio. Apparently he was fit for the Pat, uh, Forest game. That's interesting. But, but, would but it I probably think, be safe then for this one? But again, yeah, because Antonio would be looking at Dyer and he'll be looking at uh, Sanchez as the players to fully. Because he will probably yeah, be yeah. there the two that could make a mistake, but also the ones that physically are not necessarily going to match him as well. Yeah, I, I, I would think if Romero's fit, he plays and follow Antonio, do what he did at home. But Because uh, we're in the same boat, I think. We'll talk about the, the preview uh, a bit later on. We're in the same boat, I think, because of the European competition. We've pretty much got two games a week up until the yeah. World Cup now. And and up until now, it's been one game a week. So I, I would imagine there's been rotation. And, and he's pretty much confirmed uh, that in the next few games, Charleston starting. But, uh, I mean, Ian, uh, let's talk Tottenham. We'd better talk a bit Tottenham uh, for a little while. Uh, <laughs> we haven't for a while. Two mm. players in particular. Sanchez. And it's the one in the middle, the Charleston. But we can also talk yep. about Sun as well. But uh, let's start from the back. Uh, so Sanchez, uh, much maligned at Spurs, which yeah. is, is crazy when you think about in the last six or seven games that he's played, we haven't conceded a goal. No. Uh, <laughs> so regardless of how bad he is or whatever, when he plays seemingly at the moment, we do not concede. Uh, but I, I can't think of anything he did wrong. Uh, against Forest Wolves, he, he played pretty well apart from what he let bounce on his head rather than get the ball away yeah. uh, before. But, um, but if 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 Romero's playing, he's probably out. Uh, but h- how did you rate him and, and what do you think of him overall? He, if he plays a few games here or there in succession, he's all right. If he starts playing 10 or so, I think that's when his concentration goes bye bye and then he starts making mistakes. And when he makes a mistake, that's when the confidence goes down. And then every time he gets the ball, he makes a mistake. And then teams target him. Uh, but what do you think of Sanchez? Uh, I, I, th- I think I think I agree with every word you've said. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's rather killed that conversation. Look, I, 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 I've, I've said for... Yeah, a, yeah, you know, nine hours years. he's played and we haven't conceded. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Being the, the amount of flack he gets from Spurs fans. I, I, I've said for a couple of years, I think he is the most, you know, to maybe take Romero out of this, 
because um, Romero's brought it to another level. But before we signed Romero, that he is the most naturally talented defender that we have in the squad. His problem, as you've highlighted, is that his concentration will suddenly go and he'll suddenly play like 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 Bambi on ice. It's like if you're holding up Billy's boots, where you know you think <laughs> he'd never he'd never played football before. And he has those five or ten minutes where you go, for God's sake, and, and he and he is all over the place, and then he's getting you know heckled and, and what have you, and that destroys his confidence. I think Conti has actually got um got him concentrating, and I think probably playing alongside Dyer, who for to all intents and purposes is, is a big is a big talker. Um and if you know he might even be talking to him in Spanish or sometimes in Spanish, sometimes in English, you know, that would work to keep him focused. Um, um and, and he hasn't put a foot wrong. I was in whatever bar it was. I don't think you were there, Chris, but there was a number of the, the YouTube community having a having a beer before the game. And the team came up, you know, it hadn't hadn't leaked that Romero was out. This is against Arsenal, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romero Romero no, I, 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 I was texting my dad to get a Spurs shirt from the shop, go on the pitch, play a defense. I was terrified, but it worked out quite well in here. Yeah. That Romero was out, <laughs> Sanchez was in, and everybody's saying that's it. We're getting beat. No more Champions League. La da da. Talk about overreaction. Um, and he was immaculate that night. He was well, he, he, the first ten minutes. Martinelli did him, uh, and then he he got himself sorted out. Wolves, I thought the concentration went again when the ball went over the top. I got taught when I was a kid, I don't know, five years old playing football. One of the first things I ever learned, two first things I ever learned were how to take a throw in and as a defender, do not let the ball bounce. And he seemingly keeps doing it. And and luckily it didn't result in anything, but it resulted in it going past Lovis because he came out thinking it was going over his head and Sanchez hitting the back of his head and then deflecting. So I still think there's a, 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 a concentration it, slight it, issue it, there. It was thing he did though. And, and it was just yeah. before half time. I yeah, think but if, you, you do that against Haaland in a tight, tight game, do one thing wrong, you, you lose you, one nil. You, you, I, I you, think we got lucky. We got lucky against Wolves. But but I do I don't think he deserves all the criticism he gets. I mean, nine hours not conceded a goal. Uh, and and yeah, I, I like Sanchez. There's a footballer in there for certain, I think. Unfortunately, Chris, our supporters are some of the worst for having to have somebody that they criticize and shout at. Um, yeah, you know, wing, well, wing, I, I, I would imagine if you ask Mike, the, the West Ham play, fans have that. I think every single fan has their <laughs> scapegoat player that yeah, they can't. Ben was that last season, he got 16 yeah. goals and assists so, across all competitions, but he was still considered championship level. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, every single fan back. has the, the player that they hate, yeah. regardless of what no. they do. I don't, I mean, I, I, if Romero's back, I would play him. And I oh, suppose yeah, he'll play instead of he'll play instead of Sanchez, um, but you know again you, you you hit the nail on the head. We're now into two games a week, um, yeah. and we're Up into two November. Games. Well, we're playing I think six Champions League games 
in eight weeks. I mean, that's <laughs> they're all over by by November, the beginning yeah. of November, whereas normally you've yeah. got an extra month, maybe yeah. a couple of League Cup games in the middle. We don't play Forest in the League Cup until I don't know mid middle or end, middle of November or something or early November. I might have that wrong, but it, it, it's absolutely. Uh, going to be intense so we are going to have to to, to rotate because everybody can't play every game and play that every game at that level you know i wonder if we might see langley tomorrow mm. uh wednesday rather um yeah i think they'll definitely be rotating please take play longley genuinely speaking he's one of the worst defenders i've ever watched and i've watched a lot he makes I, 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 i'm not sure he'll play I, I i would think that he'll play as strong a team as he can certainly at the back uh, because West Ham is a tricky away game. West Ham could be bottom of the league. No points, still a tricky game. No, no, we're a bit of a, in some ways, the way our attack is reformed in a sense of, obviously, we played the team from last year. You'll know arguably how to play against them. But if Skimakas plays, if Piquetta then plays, if Corne comes on, that's a whole new front three or try and but then you not play together. So to try and work out how to play against them is going to be different. And also it's the fact that if we have Antonio and Skamaka on a pitch at the same time, you know, it, it could be, well, we'll ask a lot of different questions of Spurs because that's yeah. two players that play fundamentally different. And if they're on the pitch at the same time, then that could pose interesting questions for your defence to have to answer. Yeah. Well, I'd be absolutely amazed if Romero doesn't play, unless what I've seen is wrong and he isn't fit. But I was told he was... I, I read that he was fit for the Forest game, but obviously rested. But uh, I'm assuming, Mike, uh, you know, nine nine hours, uh, no goals conceded. Doesn't matter how badly he's played. If you haven't watched the game, the stats and, and the records state he hasn't conceded a goal in nine hours. But I'm assuming, regardless of that, you want Sanchez to play instead of Romero. Mate, whenever I think of Sanchez, I think of him face planting the floor in that free free game. It's just <laughs> just headbots the floor, and then we just yeah. go and score. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a decent enough player, but I know you like you said, there's a player in there, but there's also a mistake in there. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get on that mistake, or if you get in his head, he's done. He, he's yeah, he's, I, he's I, a waste. Yeah. Once you're in his head, and if you can get in his head as an opposition player. You just target him the whole game because he will panic. He will make mistakes. He'll make rash decisions. And in that free-free game, he was one of the players that we ended up targeting in that, which helped us get mm. the ridiculous. Well, the, the last shot of the game was just a joke. That was just the law of averages says that should not have gone in. But it's again, he's that player. You always will look at a player, and you know, if you've got someone like an Antonio who just likes to try and bully some players. Yeah he was always going to look for a player that he can potentially bully. And if he doesn't turn up with that right mindset or he starts to have a little bit of a creak at some point in the game, then all of a sudden it's, I'm going to target you. and I'm just going to keep running at you and hope you make a mistake. And he is that player that under pressure sometimes, I think he loses his head a little and makes a mistake. Not saying that we're going to go out and win. We're not going to say that we're going to run riot, but it's again, it's, if you can create doubt in players' minds, is always a big thing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think he'll play. I think it'll be Romero because this is a London derby. This is a you know a pressure cooker, a lot of passion. Romero doesn't shy away from a challenge. If someone beats him, he makes sure he gets him the next time. And and that leads us on. We've got another player like that, Ian Richarlison. Now, the showboating after the Forest game, and then he got clattered. If that was against Tottenham, yeah. I'd be going bloody mad, going absolutely 
kick him up in the air the trick. Uh, he got kicked up in the air. I screamed a foul. That's a red card. It's how funny how things change. Uh, and and what what I do find amusing as well is that uh, he obviously dives. He obviously play acts. But when Carragher says it, who's a big Mo Salah fan and doesn't say anything about Mo Salah, I find that particularly hypocritical. Uh, so Carragher should just be quiet. But there's no doubt that uh, Charleston does dive. He does show uh, showboat. Obviously, does dive a uh, play act. And it's all designed to wind players up. And we could really use that on Wednesday. <laughs> Certainly, it will get the fans wild up, uh, West Ham fans. But uh, he's making an impact every time he comes on. Uh, he's come on against Chelsea, changed the game. He didn't really change the game against Wolves. We had a good few moments and looked dangerous. And then he's obviously come on and be- beautiful cross outside of his right yeah. peg. Uh, when, Ses- when Sessignon dillied and dallied when it was an easy ball across the came for tapping, no, no messing about from um, uh, Richarlison there. And on a plate for Kane, on a plate for Kane. Uh, Conte's already said that you will see him in the starting 11 in the next few games. Next next game after this, I think, is Fulham at home. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd be amazed if he doesn't start in that one. But do you see him starting against West Ham? And, and, and what do you think of his impact yeah. so far? He seems to have uh, struck up a good relationship with Kane. Uh, yeah, on, on all counts. Um, just I'm, I don't complain enough. I was talking about transfers. Um, yeah. It's not my show, it's Chris's, but we'll he, talk he, about transfers uh, later. We're going to come on to the transfers. So hang on in there if you haven't got anything to do for the next <laughs> half hour. Um, do you know, again, it, I don't want to keep sounding like an old man on these shows, but uh, Tottenham always used to have a, a reputation. West Ham have as well, in fairness, about being a bit of a soft touch. You know, nice, fancy damn football, but get in amongst them, knock them about, and they don't want to know. You're not finding that about, you know, with a Romero and <laughs> players like that, you know. Yeah. No. And don't discount Perisic well, from that as well. Yeah. Mm. Perisic, I think, could be fairly nasty if called upon. Absolutely. I mean, pardon my language, but no one is going to fuck with us while we've got players <laughs> like this in the side. You have um, seen we've got Sufal and Suchek, right? They got Sufal gets kicked in the head, gets up, carries on and laughs about it. <laughs> and then Suchek, so Sufal, have you seen his eyes? I'm not, I'd never go near that guy. <laughs> the the problem, zero fear of anyone. The, the, the problem is the, yeah. Perisic. I'm laughing because my partner has come in and rather than walking behind, she's actually got down on her full fours. <laughs> I'm walking behind, so she's not on the screen. You can actually come and say hello if you want. I think that... But, uh, but just just uh, on your uh, point there, Ian, uh, to Mike's point, is... Years gone by, that would have happened and we'd have shied away. There's no shying away with Charles and Perisic from no, now. I, if that I, happens with those players, all good, a fight. I like this. Charles and, is all, and that's where Charleston's we've changed. Fight, though. He's just, he's all fight. He, he's not, he's like, he just play acts, goes around, acts hard, but someone hits him. He winds and rolls around like Neymar. Like, to be honest, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be harsh, but it's a bit laughable you talk about. He's not scared oh, of the yeah. fight. He, he likes it to insult well, I said exactly the same when he was at Everton, but now we've got a player who's there to vile and uh, vile defenders, fans, and stuff. And then in Ian's point, whether you like it or not, in Ian's point, it's made us a bit harder of a team. I don't like the play acting. I just think he's just an irritant. That's it. He's just an irritant. He's an agitator. That's all he does. He's not hard. He doesn't make Tottenham hard or harder. He's an irritant. It's like no, a he does, he does he does like the fights and stuff like yeah, that. No, which no, we... no, he doesn't like the fight. He likes to irritate and run off. He's like Neymar. Mate, he's not it's not hard. It's laughable that it's hard. It's not. 
he's an irritant. He likes to wind people up and then run away. Like most people found the term when you played Everton, whack a bit of ointment on, the guy disappears. He's like a rash. That's what he is. <laughs> he's a good my, player. My only objection, I, I don't agree with the showboating. Um, I don't like that. And I don't like take, professionals taking the piss out of other professionals. So yeah, when he got clattered, <laughs> you know, um, I've got no real sympathy with him. Um, but um, he is, in, in his own way, a nasty piece of work. But what you can see with the interaction with him and some of the other players, and you saw with Kane, I think the players, he seems to be someone they like having having in the dressing room. You know, he might be a bastard, but he's our bastard. And that's, I think, the mentality <laughs> that you've got there. Um, same with Romero. You know, there's players out there who are going to be looking out for, you know, looking out for you and looking out for each other. And I, and I quite like that. And Conti, for a little man, was uh, pretty hard as well. Yeah, he, so. he weren't shy. It's just unfortunately for... Well, fortunately for Thomas Tuchel, his bodyguards got in the way because he'd be in hospital. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but simply Ace has said here, Conte has said in his post-match with Charleston, he's starting against West Ham. So for me, I like that. Who, who he starts for, though, Ian? I, uh, I'm, I'm starting with Charleston. Um, I saw yeah, yeah. Um, Sonny who, was... Uh, who, who he starts for... Starts in your right, surely, doesn't he? It's not going to be for Kane, obviously. No, it'll be for Son. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Son just hasn't started this season that well. And no. if you're going to rotate, would you, would you drop him? Because uh, uh, Conte also said that uh, uh, <laughs> if my daughter married someone, I'd wanted to be someone like Son. Uh, but Son always ha is a part of my plans. Uh, yeah. So uh, is is it is it a dropping? A dropping? <laughs> is it him uh, being dropped, or is it like, just rested and and uh, yeah. you know get yourself ready for Fulham bang some goals in? I, I, do you know, I, I was uh, I did a broadcast uh, on the, the South Side uh, um, on the, the show on uh, last night, my 50 minutes, and I, it reminded me of a, a quote of Bill Shankly's when he was getting some stick um, for, you know, changing some players and said, uh, you know, I don't drop players, I make changes. And I think we, it's no good talking <laughs> about... It's no good talking about... Um, um, rotation if you're saying oh a player is dropped I think that that mentality and that language needs to to go players will need rested um, Sonny well, has not Conte won't be saying he's dropped it's the media isn't it and the fans he, saying he's been dropped I, Conte I, won't be saying you're dropped he'll be saying you're rested I, I think he might start he might go back and play Cess against West Ham I think um, he might play Basuma instead of uh, Benton Cor, um, and I think he might play Richarlison in, in, instead of Sonny. And I think that's the kind of rotation. And then it might be different players again on um, um, on uh, um, Saturday. It's Saturday afternoon against Fulham. Um, he's going to have to. We're playing too many games because then our Champions League games the following week. So, um, you, Kane, Son, um, Kulisevsky, um, Hoiberg, Davis, Dyer, Romero, they can't play every game. Um, so he's gonna have to, he's gonna, gonna have to find. I still think we need some more bodies in, by the way, of the quality. And this is what I'm gonna come on to. And I think, uh, I don't complain enough. I don't know what his or her real name is, but uh, um, <laughs> he's alluding to. Because I do think that we need, uh, we're going to need more 
you know, depth if we're going to really compete um, at the very highest levels. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that we've got much more depth than we had last season. Oh, so uh, he's mentioned there, Mike, uh, Basuma, uh, whatever you think of Richarlison, Richarlison, uh, Sessignon for Perisic, uh, I can't remember the others. Uh, but there's certainly depth there uh, that we don't have. Basuma, for me, is unbelievable signing. He can do anything in midfield. Uh, but, I mean, if Sun gets dropped, I'm assuming you're going to be fairly happy as a West Ham fan, regardless of how Sun's playing at the moment. It, it can only be temporary, these bad forms, yeah, I surely. think you would prefer to see a part of last year's leading strike force and partnership broken up for a game. Mm. I, I, I don't think you'd be ridiculous to say you wouldn't otherwise. So, yes, yeah, Son not starting is a good thing. Um, on the flip side of that, to then have someone like that you can bring on who has that much pace <laughs> to, when legs are getting a bit tired is something that you kind of, you know, you kind of look at and go, maybe not. But I do think, again, when you look at, well, at least when you look at our defenders, we have two players that have played at the highest level. We've got two very high-quality centre-backs um, in our in our back line. Obviously, Rice is Declan Rice. Suchek seems to be picking up a bit of form, and he's always been good defensively, if not expansive, going the other way. Again, we have Paqueta. So, some of the changes that Tottenham make, maybe we think that's possibly a good thing. I think Bowen's probably going to prefer to go up against maybe Sessignon than he is Perisic, mm. because Perisic is going to constantly be going the other way. So he's going to have to be a bit more defensive. Whereas if he's against Sessignon, he's probably thinking that as a player, I can pin back a bit more because he's inexperienced. So it's kind of rotation is going to happen for both teams. Um, so it's going to be a difficult one to call because I think, you know, you've alluded to who could play and who might not play. And again, we've got the same situation of, well, who is. I could probably name our back four. I think that's probably set in stone. Uh, my midfield two, I think, again, is set in stone. But when it comes to what then sits in that front line, I think that's where it could possibly change. And knowing Moyes, we might even go for a five at the back again uh, against Spurs, which... I personally think might be the wrong tactic because we're not necessarily at the moment, we're still not comfortable in that formation. We're much more comfortable in the four. So I think it's going to be a tough game because rotation is probably going to play a big part in what happens. And I don't think any team is going to be able to kind of pinpoint as to, well, this is exactly how they're going to play because, well, we haven't necessarily played that well so far. <laughs> so we could come out and surprise as to, because it's the London derby, as we said, sometimes form goes completely out the window and atmospheres can play a part as well. So it's a tricky game. I would say it's a tricky game to call. I'm pretty sure all Spurs fans will say they're incredibly confident of doing us over. But Well, I, I'm not so sure because of how we've not turned up in games and how we generally don't do well at West Ham. And I, I've always said, like you, derbies doesn't mean that necessarily mean London one, Merseyside, Manchester... Who wants it more generally wins. Arsenal, we battered them because we wanted it more. There was so much motivation there. The fans obviously helped massively and Arsenal couldn't cope. Uh, just quickly from Simply Ace, uh, the amount of games that we have to play is madness. Mm -hmm. don't remember fixtures being this congested in my time watching football. 
sure Liverpool, Man City, West Ham, uh, Man United, uh, Chelsea will all moan about that as well. And it's all because of the corrupted World Cup. All, all down to this stupid World Cup, Chris. Yeah, and that's that's all it's to do with. And, and yeah. But yeah, I mean, let's move on. January transfers. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about this, Ian. Uh, in terms of Spurs, what do you think we need to do? For me, I wanted a central defender in, a good one, a good central defender in. And some a, a, a creative player, obviously West Ham. I've got that with Paqueta. Uh, I'm not so sure anything will happen now. Three days left. Uh, we've got rid of quite a load of players, uh, <laughs> but on loan, uh, no obligations to buy for most of them. So uh, under Bellet, 60 million. Uh, Veggie on 30 million. Uh, uh, Lacelso 40 million. It's about 120 million pound there where we can't sell. Uh, but that, that's for another day. That's for another day. At least they're out of the club, which isn't something we've done before. So it can only be a Conte thing. Get them out of the club because I've got no use for them. Get them out. The yeah. talk of uh, Harry Winks and Sam Dory is getting close as well. Uh, but January for you, what do we need to do? And do you think anything will happen? Because I'm not sure now. You're talking January. I've, I said on... Uh, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, I meant the summer. Sorry, sorry. I meant the yeah, transfer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish my life away, my friend. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. This summer, uh, to clarify. I, I, I said, when did I do Tommy's show? On Friday? Um, I think it was Friday I was on Tommy's show on the, the Hotspur. And I predicted that we would that we would sign between two and four players between now and, uh, um, and Thursday night. I think there's going to be... Um, a lot, a lot of movement. There's a lot of clubs looking to move players around, and I think you'll suddenly find there's, you know, it's going to be musical chairs on, probably on Wednesday <laughs> and then into Thursday. Um, tonight, I don't know if you saw, but we've been linked with uh, Carrasco of Athletic, who yeah, plays I think that I, right I don't wing. Played enough, mentioned him. You know, right wing. I mean, he could he could deputise for Kulusevski because we've not really got we've got Mora, but I don't see Mora. Be playing in that same sort of position, um, and, you know. A Spanish journalist said no, but I think the story came from John Burt of the Telegraph, who's usually pretty good with that. Paqueta, I wrote down because there were rumours that we might hijack that deal, but he's gone. But the Zaniola from um, Roma, I think, is a distinct yeah. possibility. Malinowski from Atlanta. Um, Zayek as well. I mean, Chelsea don't do business with us. No, Abramovich didn't do business with us. Mm. So um, I think, you know, I think the circumstances may um, change. There'll be a lot of movement in my bowels. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just read that comment yeah. on the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you and me both, and I had the curry tonight. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I think with Zayek as well, I think he will move somewhere. We've been linked with him. I don't think we'll get, you know, um, Carrasco, Malinovsky and Zayek. Um, um, but I, the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about is that uh, there's no strong central defender being linked okay. with us. And there's talk that um, Tanganga will stay. Not that Tanganga's a bad player, but he's not really come on. Yeah. You know the way the way that we would like. Yeah, I, I, I want another commanding centre back, and then that gives us real I, I, strength and depth there. Um, there there was yeah. something in uh, in the chat earlier from I don't complain enough, saying you know what about Inter Milan? Don't they have to move some players on? And I think you know and this is what I'm talking about late, late you know late late moves. Yes, is the answer. I, I understand that that uh, Inter, um, in order to balance their books, are going to need to 
to to move some players on. And if uh, well, we're not going to be able to get a Bastoni. You know, they've still got say um, a Skriniar. I don't. He hasn't moved anywhere yet, has he? Skriniar no. hasn't gone. Um, and the player I would really like from from there is is uh, um, De Vrij, Stefan De Vrij, mm. who who I think is absolutely another shithouse of a player who would be exactly, <laughs> exactly what we want. Um, um, Dumfries and Skriniar. Yeah, you know that. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think that gives us that gives us the kind of backup. If we could get Carrasco, I'd love Anthony Gordon. I say I've been saying that on streams. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. To be honest, I mean, Everton are down if they get rid of him. <clears throat> I think he's going to get apparently an eighty-five million pound bid, essentially of. 25 million plus Brozier plus Gallagher. So they're not going to sell him for anything. No. Um, well, I, you know, I, I, I think he's going to end up at Chelsea. And if he ends up at Chelsea, then then they'll probably let Zayat go. So what, what do you, you think know, of I, as well? Uh, I talked about creativity. He's obviously not the greatest, not the greatest, but Ross Barkley has just been released at the moment. Uh, he's obviously free. Uh would I want him? Probably not. But and he's not going to get in our first team. When we looked at him before we went to Chelsea, it was a uh, well, I want one hundred thirty thousand to be in your first eleven. Well, you're not good enough to be in the first eleven. Yeah. But as a backup, Mate, as a backup, I I'd pay him to stay away. That's how little I would but, rate. Well, he was obviously good at Everton. Chelsea hasn't worked but out. He was but... all right at Everton. He wasn't that good. He was all right at Everton. And he went to Chelsea. He was all right at Chelsea. He played in the England shirt. He was all right for England. He's had a career of being all right. He's got a low football IQ. He went to Villa, had a bounce for about a month, and then was awful. Couldn't even get in a Villa team that were even struggling. He's not a team that... And I don't like Tottenham, but he's not a team that, <laughs> that a Tottenham should be going for. If they went for him, genuinely speaking, teams will be saying that is a banter transfer and teams would be laughing at Tottenham if they went flat, because that's just not a deal a club aspiring to be what Tottenham is aspiring to be goes for. You take off-cuts from big teams, granted, like a Ziyech, perfectly acceptable kind of deal to be doing, but to take a Ross Barkley is just, even if he's a free, it's just, I'm sorry, he's now like (laughs) much lower down in the league. He'd probably do well at a team like Brighton because there's less expectation, but to go to a team like Spurs, there's an expectation he has to perform, and he yeah, doesn't bring, bring in him alongside play him alongside Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't touch Barkley. I think I think his day's gone. I think when, when, yeah. but it's actually another another Winks and uh, and Delhi that once a player goes on to that downward trajectory, it mm-hmm. very rarely comes back. Yeah, don't, you might as well kept Delhi Alley, Chris. If you want Barkley, you might as well kept Delhi Alley. If you're the same yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want him, but he, he is free, obviously. I, I'm not sure if Conte had him at Chelsea as well, if that was like before or after Conte's yeah. time. But anyway, uh, in terms of West Ham, Mike, uh, who do you need? <laughs> who do you think you'll get? Well, um, if you look at what's been going around today, apparently we were linked, so not like we, linked, we actually inquired about uh, Wambasaka. So clearly there's an idea that we might want to write back. Um, not necessarily an idea that I, I, I kind of would actively look to do, but... Again, it's something we probably do need to kind of maybe address. I think our main problem is that we don't have sufficient um, competition to Bowen, which is the main problem. But our biggest 
problem in, in all is having that central midfielder that can either rop- operate as a CDM, which allows Rice to go forward. And also, we've got Paqueta now, so that gives them to their license. Or essentially finding a Carrick-type centre midfielder who is able to link play. I think that's our main problem, that Suchek, as good as he is defensively and getting on the end of those those late darts into the area, other aspects of his game are, are quite left wanting. And if you're wanting to be more possession-based, we need to have that player like a player. Obviously, it's incredibly uh, optimistic, and obviously now considering the money we spent, but you you look at players like Coop Miners at Atalanta, that is the type of player that we need. It's a very tidy player who can knit passes together, can play passes between the lines for fun. Um, he can be quite forward-thinking, a bit like Suchek in the sense that he will go and get goals, but also the way he plays is he can actually sit very much like a Michael Carrick and just kind of knit play together, do those really simple things so brilliantly that People go, well, he doesn't really do much. And then he's destroyed you in a game because you just haven't got the ball for him because he hasn't lost it. So someone like that, that's really what we need is a midfielder that can either send Declan Rice on as well as Paqueta or a player that is going to be knitting play and then it's going to be a lot of heavy rotation. That's our main focus for me. I think there is some talk about us looking at a left winger because Ben Rama is constantly rumoured potentially going, which is considering his form would be a bit ridiculous, but you would kind of accept it if you were looking at, say, uh, Cody Gakpo from uh, PSV. So, well, I think United are looking after him. Uh, looking no, after they, they him. Looking right. after him, they're babysitting the lad until he joins. If you, if you, uh, look, at his, you look at his uh, recent quote, he's basically said he's leaving PSV, but he's also kind of said about the with United going for uh, Anthony and also with the players that they already have, that he's in a way pretty much said that United isn't, yeah. isn't for him because it's not going to get him playing football so and Southampton have just been linked actually Southampton apparently ready to put in a bid so it's he's a good really good player It'd be really interesting where he goes but I think for us if we can get another central midfielder who's really comfortable in possession um that would just set that midfield off uh that's where we are but I think the only way we can do that is by selling say Suchek um but we'll see. You know, I think the last few days of the window could go a bit manic for a few teams. Yeah. I mean, there is an element, isn't there? I, I, I'm conscious I did cut you off a little bit, Ian. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I apologise. Uh, but th- there is an element like with with Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt, they obviously needed someone to come in, which was uh, what's his name, Vlahovic, and then they could sell them, which is why that was done via the bang end of the. Of the the January mm. window last year. So there could be an Inter Milan situation like that where we're, we're financially troubled, but we're looking to get these people in, uh, out, sorry, or, 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 or yep. sort our stuff out. Actually, we can't. We have got to sell people. Tottenham are interested in this, this, this. So let's talk uh, to them. Yeah, of course. And Barcelona as well, surely have to... Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I never quite work out <laughs> what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Yeah, I mean, quickly on Barcelona as well. No love lost for the guy, but uh, Abamyang has had his uh, house broken into and was held at gunpoint yeah. and beaten up in front of his kids, which is unacceptable, totally unacceptable. And hope he and his family are all well. Yeah. Well, that's another one. Is he going to Chelsea before Thursday night? Mm. I, I, I think so. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's obviously linked for United as well, but I don't think he'd go. I think I don't think he would go to London because he's had such a long time. Yeah. In yeah, I mean, but like you said as well, Barcelona desperate for the money, so 
the bid comes in, I, I don't think they've got any choice yeah. to accept. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's move on. Last kind of point. Uh, I know I've got it the wrong way round, but I can't put West Ham first. Can't do it. Uh, <laughs> West Ham versus Spurs. Uh, come to you, Mike. H how will the game pan out for you and what are your predictions? Uh, I can't give a score prediction. Too much tempting fate and I'm a coward, but it is my show so I can do what I want. But what I'll say is I think we are... Uh, we are grinding results out that we didn't do last season. A lot of the results last year that we've had, we would have lost last season. Well, in fact, the first three we did. Uh, so we look like we're able to grind stuff out. Whether we've got that creative spark there, if, if teams do sit back, I'm not sure. I think Forest, to an extent, did play to our strengths, allowing us to break uh, with numbers going forward. Uh, I'm not sure West Ham will do that. Moyes is uh, a bit more shrewd than that. I think far more experienced as well. Uh, and it will remain uh, to me on how we deal with your attackers, whoever they may be. And for me, I really hope Romero plays. Uh, but yeah, so I, I can see us. Win I say this every prediction. It could be anything. We could lose. We could draw. We could win. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, but it will depend very much on, on who wants it more for me. But I think... What Kane said, we can't start games that slowly again. That's got to change at some point. We, we're starting games so slowly, it's got to change at some point. And what better way than a London derby? So I think we can win, but I, I think we'll concede a goal. But uh, how, how will the game pan out for you and what are your predictions for it? I think we'll, we'll know how the game's going to be in the first tackle, to be honest. You, <laughs> not, you can always tell. If the first tackle is someone absolutely flying in, then you know what type of game you're in for. Um, I think... There's a bit of a positive buzz now for us. Obviously, we got through into the Conference League. Uh, we qualified for that quite easily in the two games. That was, that was another clean sheet for you, wasn't it? I know it's against yeah, a, yeah, a lesser yeah. team, but it's, you know, when but you're losing games, it doesn't matter. You can only beat yourself. Yeah, and it's almost Kamaka got a goal, Ben Rama got a goal, Corne played quite well. So it's another little bit of confidence boost. So we wasn't great at times against Villa, but we got the win. So we kind of got a, you can maybe say, undeserved win, but we got something there. I think the game would be a 2 1. Which way that way, which way it sways, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know because it, it's just going to be one of those games. But um, I think the crowd are going to be up for it. And I think that's an understatement. Um, if, well, I think the first goal is huge, isn't it? You get it, the crowd are even louder. We get it, the crowd to an extent shut up, which is the job of the away team. Shut that crowd up early doors. With us, it kind of depends. Depend If we're playing well and we concede something, then it doesn't always go that way in that we turn. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I say, if we was to score first or score early, I think the crowd's already going to be up for it anyway. So if, if something like that was to happen in our favour, then it's just going to notch it up another level. Um, again, if you've got someone like Paqueta, I don't think he will start. I think he's that player that he brings on to give the team a bit more energy and give the fans a boost during the game as well. Similar, like you said about Son, if he's on the bench, good player exactly. to bring on. I think that's the thing now. I look at our bench and go, oh, we actually have players that can change it. You know, Corner can come on. He can use his pace. He's got lots of pace. Um, if we're playing Antonio, well, maybe if we took off Antonio from Real Skamaka, that's a completely different proposition for your defence because he's not going to play just on your centre-backs. Or if yeah. Skamaka starts again, all of a sudden, you're going to have someone who's going to be like a battering ram. And if we play both of them together, West Ham fans don't even know how that's going to work because they've not played together yet. 
to know with Spurs. So there's a level of unpredictability, I think, about our attack in the game, especially if you factor in Paqueta. So I think that kind of makes it kind of exciting from a West Ham perspective in the sense of we don't even know what that attack is going to be. Defensively, I think I know. Um, and, you know, we have struggled in the past against Spurs defensively, but at times we've done very well against Spurs defensively. So, it, like I say, I think, <laughs> I'm going to go with 2-1, but I'm not naming which team because I just, I, I can't pick which way I can go because it's a London derby. You know, you would say that form says Spurs win, but compared to considering what we've been saying all, get all day on this, we can't, I can't then say Spurs are going to win because they're in form because yeah, yeah. you said form is irrelevant. It's about who wants it more. Yeah. I mean, it, the first 10 minutes, who wants it? Yeah. I mean, Ian, how, how do you see it? I mean, if Mike's right with the fans, it's the complete role reversal of our North London derby at the end of last year. Yeah. Will we be able to cope with that? That We should be able to, but uh, how do you see the game going out and what are your predictions? I, I, I think so. I think we will play it probably quite tight. Uh, I don't think we'll be going out gung-ho. Um, it's just not the way we play. It's not the way Conti plays, albeit... Um, expect us to be a bit a bit sharper on 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 the counter uh, than we've been. I do I do I do think it'll be a counter attacking performance again. Um, um, I, I, I'm expecting us to win. I think we've got better players. I think we've got a better coach. Um, we've certainly got better strength in depth. Um, Paqueta does worry me. I know he's a decent player. Um, albeit the last player we bought from Leon uh, was meant to be a star in the making. Didn't quite. <laughs> So yeah, may, may, a maybe, you bought, games. maybe you bought a pig in a poke, but I don't think so. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'll make a prediction. I, I think it will be another 2-0 or 3-1 to us. Um, expect us to win. I think we're better than West Ham. It's up to the players to go out and prove it. Yeah, I, I, it's a desire. Like I say, every game. I said it every game last season in the preview. The first challenge, I want to see one of their players go up in the air. Uh, not foul, but just show desire of your no, game. Did, Whenever he played you lot, he went, went yeah. flying in for one tackle. When he knew there was a tackle there to be had, he'd go flying in. And then when the crowd get up, the crowd stay up. Um, yeah. And to be honest, you know, we have seen you guys wilt at our stadium when we've been up for it as a crowd. Mm. When we haven't been up for it, it's quite an easy stadium to play in when our fans are not up for it, quite frankly, because yeah. the noise isn't that, that, that great no, when no. It's, it's a bit low. But if the fans are as buoyed as I think there will be, then it'll be just a cacophony of noise. You won't be able to hear anything. And if we play well, then that's just going to feed it. So yeah. I don't think it's going to possibly be as easy. Spurs are getting maybe three goals against us. But again, it it hit West Ham. We could hit the self-destruct button and just shoot ourselves in the foot by being sloppy <laughs> in possession. And then it is free. But I, I think we'll give Spurs a game. Definitely. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt about that. No. Yeah. Well, no, I've been in enough West Ham games where we play against Spurs and the like, and we haven't given a game. <laughs> so I'm not cutting you know, to... I, I, I do worry about the fact that, you know, we, 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 we didn't turn up against Chelsea. They didn't have a striker, so they spurned a lot of chances. Same with Wolves, same with Forest. So if we keep doing it, we're eventually going to come against a team who do get the chances with a striker and get absolutely destroyed. And um, We've got to start games properly. We've obviously got the firepower up top. If we get chances to the guys up top, generally we will score goals and we will hurt teams. We've got to earn the right to be able to play football. And that's what worries me a little bit. That's what worries me a little bit. But, you know, 
we haven't conceded. We conceded uh, uh, three goals and we two clean sheets in the last two games. Uh, so who knows? But it, it would definitely be a tough game. Uh, I just hope it's a tough game for West Ham as well. But, you know, if it's an easy game for West Ham, we, they get unlucky like they did against Forest and we were 1-0, I probably wouldn't mind that much. Just <laughs> don't do that against Fulham. Play yeah, well against Fulham. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, pretty much reached the end. Uh, there's not really much else we can talk about other than uh, uh, previewing what will happen. and We don't really know. Uh, but, yeah, it just remains uh, to be said. Uh, thanks so much, Ian. Thanks so much, Mike. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, Ian, you, you don't really have a channel, but you can... No. If you turn on the no, I just, channel, usually on I just pop up when I'm asked your show, Tommy's. Uh, I haven't done done it because I've not been available for for you, Jin's uh, Spurs Eurasian TV. I've done I do that quite regularly as well, but I'm more than happy just to to wait for the invites to come in and let my agent negotiate the best deals before. <laughs> I yeah, excellent. You've been on air quite a few times on my channel as well. Yeah, I've chatted to you on uh, other people's channels as well. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, I'm not sure if you're around on, on Monday, no, uh, Friday, uh, it would be 12.30 PM uh, for the review. Uh, be great if you are, but uh, yeah. I'm not Maybe, sure mate. It depends on work, but if, if I'm yeah. about, then, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll... It depends on the result. Unfortunately, I have to do the show even if we get done to 10 nil. But anyway, uh, but yeah, if, if Mike can't come on, then he will be on his own channel as well. I'm sure talking about it so you can catch him there and hear his views on there. It is a West Ham channel. This is a Spurs channel, but it's a football channel. So we should all be supporting other channels. But uh, uh, Babbling Irons is what it's called, isn't it? That's it, Chris. Spot on me. Yeah, uh, tell us a bit about that. Uh, obviously, a West Ham channel, but I'm assuming previews, reviews, transfers. Yeah, yeah. So we've kind of just kicked it off. Me and two other guys. Uh, we try and be a bit more analytical than go with you know passion and all that kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we try and be a bit more analytical about you know the players that are coming in. Um, obviously, how, how we're playing and stuff. We're just, as I say, we're just getting ourselves going. One of the guys at the moment is just having back surgery. So we're kind of a bit, a bit not on it as much as we would yeah. would do. Um, but, you know, our, our Twitter one, you know, we've recently just done a whole thread on Paqueta uh, as well. We've just done a whole big, uh, in the summer as well, we did a massive list of, you know, a summer recruitment based on data and things like that. So we're trying to be a bit more analytical based and a bit more kind of scout based as opposed to, you know, just fans talking with a fan's voice. Obviously, we are fans. We do speak with that voice a bit, but we try and be a bit more, I guess, uh, controlled <laughs> compared to some other channels that, you know, like to sit there and go, blood, you get me, you feel me. You know what I mean, blood? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, like I say, uh, the, the description is in the, the description. The link is in the description and both Mike and Ian's uh, Twitter handles are on the description as well. So, for Ian, uh, follow him on Twitter. You'll be able to see when he's on a Spurs show and then uh, watch that. Uh, and then Mike, you'll be able to see when Babbling Irons gets uh, a video uploaded. But, you know, best way to do that, like and subscribe on there. Uh, and, yeah, remains to be said. Uh, just remains to be said. So thanks for everybody for watching and the comments as well. Really does help the channel. Please hit the like and, sub and the subscribe. That also really helps the channel. And like I say, this is uh, Hotspur Hood. This is Tommy's channel. <laughs> Got a comment there. So, uh, okay, bro, I feel your blood. Don't complain, THFC. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, this is Tommy's channel. He's got so many people hosting. So, your best bet hit that notification bell after you subscribe. 
Uh, you'll get notified every time someone's going to go live. You don't have to do anything. It's completely free, as are the likes and the subscribes. And if you like what you've seen today, uh, my show, Let's Talk Tottenham, is on my channel on Fridays. Tommy lets me do it on here on Mondays at 12.30pm UK time on Let's Talk Tottenham. West Ham uh, review, Fulham preview. Uh, hopefully it's something to shout about and then we can look forward to the Fulham game as well. But yeah, that, that'll be on Friday. So if you like what you've seen, come, come and uh, uh, join us there. And yeah, let's hope we can get uh, 15 points out of 17. Uh, that'll be a tremendous start to the season. Uh, but yeah, just just don't lose to West Ham. I can't deal with it. I can't have Mike coming on on Friday laughing and grinning like the Cheshire cat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Ian. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And as always, come on, you Spurs. You Spurs. <laughs>